Welcome back to the podcast, everybody. I'm, uh, let me shut this. A little bit of a different film and format. Because uh, last week's episode, I didn't film it. And you know what I did? I grabbed, I grabbed the M phone. I started rambling while walking and I liked the way it felt. So here we are. Going to do a similar approach just with the camera rolling. And we'll see if it feels as good as it did when the camera wasn't on. I hope this thing's focusing. I don't even know. Um, But yeah, man, sorry. Basically didn't put an episode out this week. I've had a lot going on. My wife is cultivating a life inside of her torso, as you may or may not know. And, uh, you know, it's going good. It could be going smoother. It's going well, not as smooth as a thing could be. Um, basically, she had to have a uh, amniocentesis. Do a little bit of further testing to make sure this kid's A-OK. And it's been stressful as hell. But everybody talks about, you know, they're posting pictures of their kid on the social medias in their cute little outfits and their beanies and their headbands. And nobody ever, uh, nobody ever really tells you about how fucking you should probably uh, start drinking a ton of booze to help relieve some of the stress that you're going to accumulate on your way to this child coming into the world. I've been drinking. I've been finishing my nights with some bourbon or beer because I need it. So yeah, that's what I was doing. My wife needed an amnio. You know, I threw out that word amniocentesis like it's fucking common knowledge what that thing is. It's a procedure. They do, they do where they, uh, you know, nothing, not a big deal at all. They just stick. They just stick a needle into your wife's stomach through the abdomen muscle into her uterus where they draw out fluid. No big deal. That's what bothered me. I didn't like how nonchalant everybody was about us having to do that. Because we heard that we had to do it and we were like, fuck. I don't want to stick a goddamn needle in here. It seems like a thing that, you know, maybe Mother Nature didn't, ha- wasn't, didn't intend on having done during the growing process of a human. It's just having a needle inserted into the area where the baby's growing. You know, there's a risk. There's a risk of miscarriage and whatnot, but they say it's low. So, you know, but everybody, it bothered me how nonchalant everybody was. No big deal. Oh, you need an amniocentesis? No big deal. You got to stick a needle through your wife's stomach into her uterus and draw out fucking fluid? No big deal. That's what our mothers, both of our mothers kept telling us. Oh, you were both, we both had amnios while we were pregnant with you. No big deal. My wife, when she's not pregnant, smokes about $70 worth of weed a day to stay even killed. I'm wearing heart monitors every eight months to make sure my heart isn't exploding. You think some of that anxiety has something to do with the fact that we were dodging needles at 20 weeks of age. No big deal. (laughs) Oh, man, I was nervous as shit for it. The needle's fucking, I mean, dude, the needle was almost as long as this microphone, 
thin as hell. So you don't really feel much of it, but it was crazy. And they have the ultrasound going while they're doing it. So I just watched the needle enter the fucking womb. Didn't hit the kid. And luckily they get the needle out, out of there quick. And it, uh, it gets replaced with a straw. And I definitely, I think I saw my kid in there. I think I saw him touched it. I think I, they said he didn't really touch it. I think I, I know what I saw. He, he was, it looked like he was using that thing as a fucking speed bag. And I don't know what kind of effect that's going to have on him in his life. We'll see. Just touching plastic at 20 weeks old. No big deal. <laughs> Everybody likes to act just because, you know, things are being done by a doctor in the setting of a hospital. That is the right thing to do. Oh, a doctor, you know, they say you need an amniocentesis. Get a fucking amniocentesis. No big deal. I don't know, man. I'm weary. I'm weary. I don't know. I've spent a lot of time in hospitals. An ex of mine needed a bone marrow transplant. I basically lived in a hospital with her for a month. And yeah, you know, some of the individuals who work in there have the best intentions for you. They want you to fucking come out the other side healthy and feeling good. But I mean, you ever been, you ever been to a hospital cafeteria? You ever been to a snack counter in a hospital? It's fucking Cinnabons, Ho-Hos, Devil's Food Cake. It's bad, man. It's bad. It's the antithesis of what <laughs> health and well-being is all about. When my fucking ex was getting her immune system replaced, the food that they were giving her, I mean, just hungry man level trays of trash. The refusal of Western medicine to acknowledge the role that nutrition plays in health is just, it makes me uncomfortable. And that's why I'm not the guy who's just fucking gung-ho when doctors say, oh, you need an amniocentesis, go ahead and get an amniocentesis. I'm sure the evolution of growing a child inside of a human womb has, isn't affected one iota by having a steel needle shoved into the area that's supposed to remain pristine for fucking nine months. But, you know, it's either that or take a risk and have a fucking, you know, a kid who doesn't have a, uh, you know, comfortable life or whatever the fuck. I can't even, not even talking about that. It's all precautionary, people. It's all precautionary. But, you know, I wish it was precaution. We weren't, we didn't really have to take right now because it's stressing me out. Um, God, it's almost like the advancement of technology and everything is fucking, it's fantastic because, you know, you can avoid or help you prepared for the worst case scenario, but it's also like, an, it's an overload of information almost. You know, sometimes you're finding out shit that you don't need to find out because it's probably, it's, you know, probably nothing. And then you're just sticking needles and having stress for no reason whatsoever. That's what's crazy about pregnancy is just a lack of control. You fucking, you fill her up, a sperm latches onto an egg, and from there on out, you got zero control of any of the outcomes. 
of what's going to take place with your kid. It's just like God, like go. It is what it is. What it will be is what it will be. And that's probably the hardest part. It's just, you know, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? You just got to try to fucking do a little bit of Wim Hof a couple times a day. Saturate your cells with oxygen. And help control your parasympathetic nervous system. Bring it down to a steady state. A state where you can fucking relax. And if Wim Hof doesn't work for you, just get a couple of uh, organic IPAs. That's what I've been crushing. A couple of crushable pilsners. A couple of hazy hop, hoppy IPAs. Beer's fucking... Beer's good, dude. I don't know what I like more. I got... Is there anything better than a beer buzz? I'm trying to... I I like a dirty martini, but I feel that that drunk doesn't really do much for me. I'm always... I'm just kind of like... It doesn't... I feel like I don't feel anything. I feel like I don't really get drunk off vodka. Isn't that weird? I don't know. Bourbon, I feel. I feel warm and fucking loose. And relaxed on a burb. A beer is like a... I don't know. I'm like an energized, an energized relaxed. Whereas a bourbon, I'm like a fucking sedated relaxed. Tequila energized me. Tequila, tequila is a similar one to beer. But I, I never buy tequila. I never really get tequila. They're always associate, associated with margaritas. I don't know. Who, who needs all that sugar and salt? You know? Put enough salt on, my, on the nine pounds of meat I eat every day. Um, but yeah, it's an overload of information in all areas of life in 2022. I wish I could unplug. You know what I, you know what I admire most about Aziz Ansari? Not just the bucket, the buckets and pails of money that that guy has. Not just the fucking smooth mahogany skin that he gets to walk around in. It's the fa- it's how I mean that dude disappears for years at a time and it doesn't matter one iota in the activity level of his fan base. It's just so permanently ingrained that he can just van- I mean the latest season of a show Master or None didn't even have him in it. No big deal. And that's what I, I wish I could fucking just disappear for a year and come back. I mean, I could and just pretty much be exactly where I am right now, which is not having much of a career. <laughs> but I want to keep got a little bit, got a little bit of a fucking a flow going on. I'm trying to keep the momentum moving. But I'd love to be able to just unplug for like a year. No social media, no Internet. Don't even watch the news. I want to see how how important it really is to know what the fuck's going on. I'm not, and it's not even like I'm a person that knows really what's going on. But I want to see how impa- how imperative it is to function in everyday life, not knowing that Biden has been cloned. That's the thing about the whole clone conspiracy about Biden. I think they would have made a better one. I think they would have made one that could read prompters and didn't fall off of bicycles. Or look like somebody that just ate a 900 milligram edible as he passes a pen around a group of people. Don't you think the clone would have been a little bit better? 
Everybody's freaking out. They're comparing videos of him <laughs> from like 1992 to now. Doesn't he look different? It's fucking, you ever hear of aging? The dude's old as shit, man. People change dramatically from the, from what, once they start withering away, which is clearly what's going on, people's fucking musculoskeletal system, they just, the skin and the muscle and the fat, it just starts to fall off the bone. And they look nothing like they did, even in a couple of years prior. The difference between somebody when they really start to break down that last year of life, which Biden might be in, is fucking, it looks like they got hit with a blast from an atomic bomb. Stop showing me these videos. If he was a fucking clone made in a lab, he'd be a functional president. I don't know. Maybe they just haven't worked the kinks out in the clone, in the clone factory. I don't know. So maybe it is a clone. What the fuck do I know? But that's, I don't, I don't know. That's the stance I'm taking. I think it's a good one. Uh, yeah, I wonder how imperative it is to know anything that's going on. I don't know. You got to know. What, are you going to not go into work and know about Deshaun Watson getting fucking suspended for 11 games for sexually assaulting 20-something masseuses? I don't understand. What I don't understand about that whole scenario is that, first of all, wasn't he found not guilty in the American judicial system? And then Roger Goodell is just the fear of a fucking sports league and do whatever he wants, change whatever he wants, make whatever calls he wants. So now he's suspended for 11 games. And it's, that makes, what where, the, the number 11 is so obscure. If you have, you either have proof or you don't. And if you do, it's either a ban for life or it's zero games. There's no sexual assault that's equivalent to an 11 game suspension. And if there is, I'd like the details on it. I'd like to know. What <laughs> that entails. What did he do specifically? 11 games. It's so fucking random, dude. What kind of sexual assault is specifically worth 11? Not 10, not 15, 11. What did he flick a nipple and call her a whore? Like what is 11 games worth of sexual assault? What does that look like? I feel like a lot of players in the NFL, they, they like to complain about how, you know, the health care for NFL players after their career comes to an end, it's no good. We need to work on it. The CTE isn't being taken care of. Post-NFL life is brutal. We need something in place. Where are the benefits? Where are the perks? What about the perk where you get to just fucking assault women? And get a little bit of a timeout, and you get to come back to your job and make millions of dollars. What other field does that exist in? Huh. Where you just get to do what you want to ladies, and you get a little bit of a paid vacation, and then have your million dollar paying job waiting for you after a couple of months. What about that perk? That's a pretty good one, huh? Where you get to just fucking throw uppercuts to women in elevators and get suspended for four games until the entirety of a nation starts to protest? 
What about that perk? <laughs> Remember when Ray Rice fucking knocked a woman unconscious in, ele- in an elevator and dragged her out by her legs and he got a four-game suspension? And then only because the entire world set ablaze did he actually get kicked out of the league? <laughs> Nuts. Oh. Boy, do I hope this has been in focus. I'm moving around quite a bit, turning my face away from the camera and then looking back into it. I think it's a good, I got a, I got a new camera. I think that the science behind it is a little more advanced than that Joe Biden clone one. Should be working. What I am happy about in the sports world is the play of the New York Mets. I mean, I don't know if there's any individual that's walking the face of this earth right now that's brought me more joy in the last year. Then Steve motherfucking Cohen, that rich prick coming out of nowhere to buy his fucking childhood favorite baseball team has just, I mean, I've never had more fun watching a regular season than I am right now of the New York Mets. Because even the Giants, when they won their Super Bowls, they were, they weren't great. They were nine and seven, 10 and six, average team, solid. This is the best team I've ever seen play in any of the three sports that I watch all the time, football, basketball, baseball. They're just a well-constructed, well-run, super talented team. And it's all because this dude is willing to shell out uncomprehendable amounts of money. He bought a fucking robot that can mimic the pitches and pitching style of every pitcher they're about to face, which feels like cheating. But apparently, I mean, you're allowed to fucking do it, which I'm not mad about. And they just keep fucking winning in wild ways. And they have the two. I read a stat today that said if the, if the Mets were, because they're in a tight race for, to win their division with the Braves and the Phillies, which, I mean, are two of the best fucking teams in the league. And I saw if you were to replace the Mets with any other first place team in their division, they would be up a minimum. The least amount of games they'd be up would be 10 and a half. The most would have been 13. And instead in their own division, they're up fucking four. So they've been that far, but I think, you know, it's tough. I hope, I hope they finish on top of this division. I don't want them not to play a fucking wild card game. That would be wild after how fucking good of a season they've had this year. That would be demoralizing. I don't want that to take place. Skip the wild card, get into the playoffs, and I'm, I'm going to games. I'm dropping, I'm dropping some coin to bring me and fucking PA, Papa Alex, to a game. To have some father-son bonding. Gotta do it. Gotta do it. It's a rare season they're having this year. We're gonna go. If anybody's got connections to a game, let me know. I'd love to not have to drop serious coin. Or, you know, be able to save on at least one game. That'd be tight. That'd be tight. Got the Giants preseason game starting now, too. That's exciting. October. October's coming up, dude. It's my favorite fucking month of the goddamn year. October, you got one. My wife's birthday. You also got, uh, it's October baseball, playoff baseball. You got football in full swing. It's probably like week four. The rust is shaking off. You know which teams are fucking, you know, good and bad. It's just, it's exciting. And then you got NBA starting up. Best month of the year. Plus you got hoodie season, jacket weather, crisp air, leaves are changing colors, all that fucking nice stuff. Wonderful stuff. Ah, yeah. Um, but yeah, man, I think that's it for this episode. I got some stuff. 
I got to take care of. Life is stressful. Probably going to crack open a beer and enjoy the rest of my night while I do some work. I appreciate you guys tuning in. My apologies for this episode. I mean, it's not even late at this point. It's just this week's episode. I apologize for the lack of episode last week. Um, Thank you guys for not bailing on me and coming back and remaining a loyal listener. You guys are the fucking tits. Um, Stay safe out there, all right? Take care. Take it easy. Enjoy. Enjoy the moments in your life that aren't fucking riddled with stress because they're far and few between, but they're beautiful. They're beautiful. Get out in nature. It makes you feel good. That's one thing I've learned about living up in Yonkers, which I'm learning is I just realized I'm, my apartment is f- like 500 feet from the fucking welcome to Yonkers sign. I'm barely in Yonkers. I'm basically in Hastings. Hastings on Hudson is the name of the town. And looking out, looking out on that fucking river, dude, just you're, you're supposed to see nature. And I know I've been preaching this and saying it. And did you see Louie did fucking Joe Rogan? the other day for the first time and what were they talking about all this shit i've been saying about how getting out into nature is good you got to have a house in nature in order to make living in the city livable and tolerable i'm on the same page as one of the greats folks what does that tell you you got in on the ground floor of a podcast as someone who's going to be one of the greats cheers